Welcome back to another episode of the Seeing Second Podcast. Here we are. We're down one of the core members this week. Uh, sounds like being a parent calls or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Um, book report, English assignment. Let dad help with that. But we still got Brandon, Kyle, and uh, yours truly, Andy, here tonight. Um Maybe a little bit different type of topic. We've we've touched upon this idea a couple of times now in the last few weeks, but with a lot of with a break between, you know, college FCS not really starting, no real upsets this last week. Um, the NBA is kind of in full swing. Uh, college baseball is starting, but we'll get to that maybe in another episode. Um, not a lot really going on at this point before March. I guess NASCAR. How could I forget, Brandon? NASCARs started up um, but right before we get to conference tournaments that start later this weekend and into the next week and a half two weeks before March Madness so um, before we get too far into it uh, Kyle what's good uh not a whole lot just you know your average typical Wednesday I uh, I was actually hoping we could just like not even mention Danny's name uh, and just see, see how long it would take for like anybody to realize like geez isn't there usually a fourth voice on here and it'd be like breaking the fourth wall when we when we throw it to him and there'd be nobody there. But yeah, that that's poor communication on my end. I wish that would have been awesome. But no, having have myself some pretty good a pretty good week. It's it's good to see the weather warm up a little bit and fi- finally get rid of some of the snow we had sitting around. But uh no, only thing going on in my life is obviously getting my kid growing up here and uh little district basketball action and on our way hopefully to uh to another state tournament if uh things go well tomorrow so uh that's kind of eating up a lot of my time and a lot of exciting times hopefully for the north platte lady bulldogs and hopefully we get get down to the state tournament again yeah not not a lot of resident uh basketball fans on this pod uh, Andy, he's, he's kind of become the girls announcer. So I guess he's, uh, he's front and center on a lot of games, but I feel like I'm on a bit of an Island. I'm on the, the girls basketball Island, uh, with this pod. So, uh, representing for the, for the fairer sex, I guess. <laughs> nice. Uh, Brandon, what do you got going on? Oh, little. NASCAR, as Andy said, started up, started up a few weeks ago, and we had the Daytona, and then last week at, we had a uh, road track, which are not really my favorite races to watch. I like it when they just go to the Oval, and I was even texting uh, resident NASCAR, real NASCAR fan, Casey Workmeister, giving him a shout out here, and texted him, dude, these road races the road tracks are my least favorite these are so boring and then there was actually a lot of excitement and like 10 minutes later i was like okay i take back everything that i just said about these road tracks so it's been fun to see them get back out into the track racing around me trying to brush up on my jargon uh as we're getting to my one-year anniversary of uh, being a nascar fan as that happened because of COVID last year. And uh, yeah, and then I guess, uh, yeah, Danny's gone tonight. 
And I kind of thought maybe Andy was going to kick off saying, what's good, Danny? And then he would start talking and say, I'm sorry, that was a terrible impression of Danny. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping for that, but maybe next time. Maybe next time I'm gone, you can do an impression of me. That would be good. So what's good with you, Andy? Uh, college baseball. Uh, opening day was a few days ago, I think last Thursday or Friday. And I think much kind of like what you're saying, Brandon, and Kyle, what you alluded to is that weather changing and getting nice and oh. maybe getting a little hope back in the old, in the old system. And, uh, you know, much like we've talked about how Kyle and Danny hate watching the minuscule basketball games just because they're on. That's the best part about college baseball is on a Tuesday, you're going to see number one ranked Miami play a team that is division two or uh, the t- number 325 division one uh, team in the, the MEAC or something. But that game is going to be smack dab at one o'clock in the afternoon. And it's going to be on ESPN three. And so while it's work time in the classroom, I can have that on while the students are working. So uh, just it's sign of time, good times to come just with college baseball being back. But, yeah. I got a baseball apparel item actually today. It's for not college, but my Philly fanatic headband uh, to oh. bring the Phillies good luck just arrived today. Oh, if this was a video podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you probably lose a ton of listeners right there. It might. It's it's pretty sharp looking, I thought though. Got that <laughs> in New Jersey. Oh shoot. That's that fanatic Philly right there is something else. Yeah. Be- before we get too far into it, and it, it kind of caught me off guard when we were talking about it today in class. Does it feel weird to you guys that we are about a week or two away from pretty much the anniversary of our national shutdown? It's like, weird to me. It's been yeah. on my mind, like maybe for the last month. And I'm like, man, it, it was this time of year. And then the last thing I said was, Hey, see y'all Monday. And then we didn't. Yeah. Like to me, it, it's crazy to think about because honestly, like we're, uh, if we're lucky enough to win tomorrow, we'll make it to the, to the state tournament. And the week of girls state basketball last year was the last normal week of my life like ever since then like the next week it was Thursday and we you started hearing rumblings of it and we got sent home and and we never went back and that's been one calendar year almost to the day and to me that it's kind of crazy to think about that we've been kind of living and, and doing these on zoom and and living through zoom and living through masks and uh COVID restrictions like just think at, at this point a year ago, like we might have heard about COVID, but COVID was not in our vocabulary the way it is now. Or just just think about time traveling back one one year ago. Like, geez, if, if you could have bought some stock in sanitizer or face masks or literally anything, you'd be sitting on top of the world right now. And it just kind of blows my mind that it's, all of this has happened in one year. Yeah, it's pretty insane. I don't even remember how to work our soundboard. 
on how to yeah. hook all this stuff up, the, the <laughs> microphones. I'm going to have to find those instructions. I'm going to have to watch a few YouTube tutorials uh, to see how that all gets connected and all of that. It's kind of like in Ghostbusters too, when uh, they're in the courthouse and everything and all of their equipment is is the evidence, you know, and then these ghosts come out and they have to put on the proton packs. And they're like, man, I hope this stuff still works and it's kind of heavy and they're struggling with it. I'll be I'll be channeling my inner Ghostbuster from Ghostbusters 2 trying to put that stuff together again. Well, luckily with the whole basketball gig that kind of sprung out of uh, nowhere again this year, I've had a lot of practice on turning on my microphone. So when we do get back to uh, recording these podcasts in person, my microphone will be on and you will hear me the whole time, whether you like it or not. <clears throat> anyway, moving on though, moving on. Uh, so big news and maybe the uh, national, uh, gosh, what's the NIL, NLI? What does it stand for again? I just blanked. Letter of intent. Yeah, but with the bill that they're passing, so that oh. the anywho, the legislation that's getting passed for players to get paid for their likeness. And uh, news today came out that there's a bill up for vote uh, where where athletes can have uh, representation and have um, endorsements and things like that. And so at least there's some progress. But on uh, Maybe a more negative note, Notre Dame earlier this week came out and said that if their players aren't able to get paid for name, image, and likeness, that's the NIL, name, image, and likeness. Easily just got to talk to yourself through it sometimes. They won't be in the new college football video game. That makes it more realistic, I think, because then in the video game, they won't be winning national championships anymore either. Ow! Come on, Notre Dame. Be better than that. Be better. Be in the game. So so instead, EA Sports will bring you, you know, Indiana Catholic College fighting leprechauns, you yeah. know, bringing their generic team in there. And that wouldn't be the first Indiana Catholic because there are other college football games out there that have Indiana Catholic already on the game. Cough, cough. Uh, maximum football that we host a – college football bowl game in if if you're looking to use some of that money from your nebraska land bank and put that money towards something and you want to su support a company that's trying to work their way through the game industry making these co this college football game give that give that game a chance you know it's got doug flutie on there not many things out there have doug flutie's name on it. doug flutie jerseys Flutie Flakes the cereal, and then Doug Flutie's Maximum Football. So use your Nebraska Land Bank money from your bank for that. Maybe you're going to buy a few less of those Nebraska Land Bank snacks. I know my gut could could uh, benefit from that, and uh, use that money to buy that awesome game. Support it. It's pretty fun. Now, Kyle, um, with the news that Notre Dame – is not going to be in the game. See what I did there? EA Sports is in the game, not Notre Dame. Um, what does that do for the game? Does it 
does it hurt the the potential for people to buy it? Where where are you at with Notre Dame sitting now? Yeah, and it doesn't just have to be Notre Dame, but as soon as like a conference or some some premier school start backing out, then then I won't I won't buy the game. Uh, I I don't even like the fact that they're not putting the NCAA name back on it. They're calling it EA Sports College Football. And all that does is just kind of cheapens it for me. It makes me think that it's going to be a, a cheaper ver- version of it. And like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to skip on it until it's, it's more like the, the game used to be that I, that I kind of know and love. Because like I said, if, if, if you're going to be playing this fake team that's Notre Dame without being Notre Dame, and you're looking at the top 25 of your, your dynasty and here's, the Indiana Catholics or the South Bend leprechauns or whatever like that, then right then and there, it kind of loses its luster. Like we would even go through in our old dynasties and we would get rid of all of the FCS West teams and all of those uh, essentially division two or just the, the championship series teams and get them off just because it didn't feel real enough for us. So if they start having major schools back out, then, then I will continue to wait for the for the real NCAA to return. Now, if it is just a Notre Dame and a you know another private school or something like that, and they have still like that team builder concept where you can just insert the created team in there like that someone else is going to make, and is would that suffice? Would that help sway back, or does it have to be the stock images, the stock everything? I would assume that it's it would be better. Obviously, it would probably convince me a little bit more, but uh, the stadium, there's no way that anybody's going to be able to to update the, the stadiums and, and stuff like that actually in the game. So at least the names would match, but in, until everybody's all on board, then I'll, I'll just continue to wait. Now, you said that with with being maybe like a conference by conference decision, um, I guess is my I guess my question is why why do you think it's conference by conference? Like, eventually that's how it's gonna play because well, it's it's gonna be each team individually gets to decide, but then all of them are tied by their conference. So just like the Big Ten decided that for basketball they're not allowing any fans for their, every school. It, that's not a school decision. That's a, a conference decision. So I would assume with their partnerships and stuff like that, anything that they do is going to be tied together in their conference. That's fair. Brandon, anything to add about no Dame sitting out? Yeah, I hope um, that they do make the game extremely customizable uh, just to overdo that. And or to kind of compensate for that. And then what I'm hoping is that like with Madden, the game will be out for PC as well. And then relying heavily upon that PC modding community uh, who also like puts college stadiums in like the Madden game and stuff that you can do on the computer. Um, I'm hoping for a, for a PC version of the game, you could literally have it the way that we want it to be is kind of what I'm, I'm hoping, but if it's just for consoles, I hope they at least let us change the name and do all that and, 
And, and I mean, how cool would that be if you could do that with every team? Because then for, for the people who are more FCS fans, and that's where their school is, they could recreate the FCS or division two, they could recreate division two or high school, you know, they could, they could recreate a high school league and do something kind of like that. I think that would be kind of fun to, to be able to play around with. Do you guys think, because we're, we're quickly becoming a recruiting podcast as well, do you think that schools that refuse to be an NCAA football or whatever they want to call it, do you think that eventually that will affect recruiting? Because we've mentioned it before, if there's one thing that, that college kids do is play video games, and if you have a college football game and you're going to Notre Dame and and your team's not on it and your stadium's not on it and you can't see the fake character that's supposed to be you on it. Like would that, what would you say? Like a, a five to 10% sway you one way or the other. If that's, one school, if it's 50, 50 and one school is, is on the game and the other isn't. That's such an unbelievably good point. And like, especially where you look at like Nebraska having their, uh, kind of thing where the athletes can build their brand, you know, and being in that game, have, being a part of that in there, that that's like, I think would be a big benefit to add to their brand is like, yeah, I was on this NCAA football video game and, and you could incorporate that into different things. And uh, I never even thought of that, but I, I think that would maybe play into it a little bit. I think it might take a couple years uh, because a lot of these seniors or these kids who are going to be getting recruited in this next cycle or so, it will be eight to nine to 10 years since an NCAA football game came out. And so that would have put them at five, six, seven, eight years old when, uh, when that last game came out. And so they may not even be a part of that phenomena that was college football. And so uh, I think that would even be a bigger selling point because – it's never happened before. And you could be a kid going in Nebraska from a small town and be like, wow, I could be on a video game. Like that would be sweet. I almost think it'd work the other way. The other way. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, Kyle. Good question. That's, that's, that's gonna be like uh, the old message board quality question right there and see where all the craziness comes from on those answers. Especially if those players get to bring in some of that money for being in the game. And it's like, Hey, you come to our school, you get a little bit more money as part of your yeah. athletic you package because you're in this game, Notre Dame. Sorry. They're not going to let you do that there. Yeah. You get the $1,500 college football game stipend. It'd be crazy. It'd be wow. Gosh, we may have just solve the universe right there with that with that answer, that question, Kyle. That's a great one. Boom. All right. So as we were talking about what Notre Dame being left out of the game could could do to this EA college football that they're looking to bring back, we wanted to look back and we've kind of teased it a little bit, talking about other college football games in the past. But what what video games that that were sports related that have stuck out in the past to us that when we think of our childhood or you know our, our college years high school years what games were we playing and why and and um we we kicked off the resident old guy off the podcast because we didn't want to hear about his pot his pong days um with the dink 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 you know because that's 
that's living in the past. And so, um, Brandon, what's one of your top three games growing up that, uh, that has a special place in your heart? First of all, Brandon, before you go, Andy's saying <laughs> Danny's living in the past. As I'm looking at uh, an NCAA 2005 that we'll get to here in a second that is definitely not in the past. But go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> so my – do you want me to just say my three in honorable mention or do you just want yeah. me to say one? Let's yeah. say them all. Let's say them all. So we can okay. Well, earlier, like, it was mentioned three, and I had a really hard time with three. So I'll start with my honorable mention, which almost made the cut, which is NBA Jam slash NBA Jam Tournament Edition, uh, both of them. Loved playing that game, had friends who who had that game, and that was like that was like Friday night sleepover. You know, you're going to spend the night. You got your pillowcase. You got your Super Nintendo controller in the pillowcase probably some kind of a Mountain Dew and like, that's all you had with you. And then my mom would be like, I mean, aren't you forgetting something? And it's like, no control, got the controller. Yeah. That's something to drink. Now we're good. And she'd be like, blank. I'm like, well, we're going to be playing NBA jam tonight. We're going to be playing that all night. So uh, to me, NBA jam and as an arcade game, that's, that's honorable mention. I really do like that game. I have the, the, arcade one-up cabinet here so if anybody out there has that and wants to play online look up grill dad don't let the number 13 in the world scare you all right there's there's plenty of games in which i've lost and i and i don't rage quit uh or anything like that i'll take the l be happy to take the l it's just i'm just logging in hours and trying to get back into the top 10 Speaking of like coming back to school from COVID and everything, you know, and starting up school, just devastating to my NBA jam career. I will tell you that I went from number one and then I was like, oh, I'm still in the top five. Oh, now I'm in the top 13 now. So I need to really realign my priorities in life and just start focusing on NBA jam a little bit more, you know, not so many other distractions. Okay. Number three of the games. I would say number three on my list would be RBI Baseball 2 for the Nintendo. It had players' names, and uh, so the Oakland A's were really good. They had uh, Jose Canseco was in the game. Uh, just, I don't know, just it had players' names, and I always thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I still have that game for the original Nintendo as we speak, and it's a pretty fun game. Um, second... Number two on the list, also from the Nintendo Entertainment System, Blades of Steel. Push, Blades of Steel. And like the game would say that <laughs> right when it turned on and it's like, oh my God, the game is, is talking. And I could never tell what they were saying. It sounded like they're saying, hit the pass, hit the pass, hit the pass. And I don't know if they were saying, shoot the puck, shoot. I don't, I don't pass it. I don't know what it, they were trying to say it was too difficult to tell but i love that game and and there was no offsides it was five on five so to me it was a, a little better than nintendo ice hockey and uh the teams had no rankings or anything like that so it's like you always thought maybe new york wasn't quite as good as this other team you know and you just you you didn't really know it was just kind of 
as far as I know, urban legend on any ratings of the teams. But the best part, two players get into a fight. It would take you into a little fight screen. You could block or punch. And the team that lost, so if you knocked out the other guy, that team had four people and you were on the power play. So it encouraged you to fight and to win the fight because then if you won the fight, your team got the extra man advantage until they could bring their extra skater back on. And I thought that was pretty cool uh, for that game, Blades of Steel. And then takes us back to number one, my favorite sports game of all time. Maybe even my top favorite video game of all time, also available on the Nintendo Entertainment System, is Tecmo Super Bowl. First game at the time, 28 teams, rosters, it brought in the it i'm maybe one of the first games that brought in like house rules like man no you cannot be the raiders you cannot be the raiders i bo jackson is a chief you know and it, it was like this first essence of a superstar being brought into a game and then and there's just these these players in tecmo super bowl infamy you know you got all these rosters you have three players that were not on the roster because they had a different bargaining agreement. And so you have QB Eagles, who's Randall Cunningham, and he wore number zero, QB Eagles. And, and even as an Eagle fan, I still refer to Randall Cunningham as QB Eagles. I'm like, oh, QB Eagles. And people will be like, what? No, uh, Randall Cunningham. I mean, you probably know him as that, but QB Eagles. Uh, you had QB Bills, who is Kelly, uh, and he's QB Bills number zero. And then you had Kozar uh, for the Browns. So he's QB Browns. And those were the, the three players whose names weren't in it. So it kind of had that nostalgia and all the teams in it. And like the graphics were pretty cool and it still is playable to this day. I have probably about eight copies of the game just in case, you know, world collapses and everything. And that's the last ones. And then those can, hopefully last me for, you know, the duration. And, uh, it's, and, and I even have the Famcom package, like with the box and the, and everything. And it's all in Japan. I even have that version of the game. So, uh, it's man, I freaking love NBA jam. It's an awesome cult following. You can customize your playbooks. You can change your rosters around, you know, or change your, uh, starting lineup for offense, defense, your, you're just stuck with with who you have. And it's just, I don't know. To me, it's like, oh, nostalgia of these players who I grew up, love watching, you know, and you'd say, oh, man, the, you know, got to play as Mike Rozier. I better try to play as the Atlanta Falcons. Like, you'd try to find the teams with all the Huskers, you know, kind of scattered out through the league. That was fun um, with it as well. But that's my favorite all-time game right there. Love NBA or I love Tecmo Super Bowl. So that's my favorite games. Yeah, a, a few of your games actually made me think about what we were talking about at the beginning with with Notre Dame. Uh, whether it be the, the three QBs or the one that I was really thinking of, of on NBA Jam when you're playing two-on-two, two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan was never on there. Yeah. And why was, is that? Because yeah. – because he just decided that he was above the licensing of the NBA and he had his, his own license deal. So 
like, although I really lo- love that game and it's always fun when you get on fire and you just, the ball starts to flame. Is it like playing it now? Would it really be that much fun? If you look at the Chicago Bulls and you're playing with Scottie Pippen and Tony Kukoc instead of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, like, I heard that's why they made Scottie Pippen so good in the game was they were like, we thought we were going to get Michael Jordan. The Bulls were going to be dominant. He wasn't in there. And so we were going to even up Scottie Pippen a little bit more. And and here's another thing I got to throw in there real fast too. I think it's the Pistons um, are like when the Pistons play the Bulls, because one of the programmers of the game was a Pistons fan. I'm pretty sure it's Pistons. Um, the Bulls will never make their last second shot in the game versus the Pistons. Like awesome. it, the, it will never go in because he was like too many times me growing up being a Pistons fan, like we never beat the Bulls. And so I'm that will never happen in my game, in my game's universe. And I thought that was like, wow, the person actually admitted it all these years later. I think it's the Pistons. I'm not 100 percent sure. Huh? That's pretty. <laughs> to have the power to do that—that's the power I want someday. Crazy. <clears throat> for for my top three, um, I, I went away from football just simply for the fact of you know we talked about NCAA football quite a bit that last podcast with Kyle's uh, run of national championships at Shadron State, being the most dominant player on campus. You should get a trophy. The M D O C most dominant on campus. I don't know. Uh, I go with my BMOC trophy that I already have. I understand, man. I understand. Um, but my first one is the ESPN college basketball. And then uh, subsequently the uh, pro basketball game, um, 2K5 or whatever. Um, it was like the first college game that I, I had that you could take your college player get drafted into the pros. Um, I love playing with Ben Wallace, the Pistons that year. They had Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Um, gosh, three or four of the guys I can't think of off the top of my head, but they were just really good that year, and uh, they weren't the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics, and it was just kind of cool. Um, but college basketball team game that you still unlocked pennants. You unlocked the jerseys. Um, ESPN had this cool, like, hangout room in the video game where you could go and play like mini games. You could play uh, paper football in the, in the ESPN football game. You could play other mini basketball games. So it's kind of like what NBA 2K has now, the streets and stuff, but like in a dorm room type setup, uh, man cave type setup, which was always kind of cool. Um, my second one is MVP baseball 2005 or 2004 with old Albert Pujols on the, on the cover. Uh, it was the first game that had the minor league system and you could play all, uh, all three farm systems and do the rule five draft and the, just the uh, it's expansive universe that it created was awesome. I mean, I, I never played more than a season just because baseball is crazy like that, but it really kind of paved the way for, I think college or baseball games uh, that we have today with the show and 2K and things like that. My last one, uh, college baseball, 2004 and 2005. They only made two years of it, um, but Alex Gordon was a big man on campus. 
uh, when that first came out, and he was unstoppable. Kyle, thoughts? No, I was you. You did the the ESPN version of the college basketball game, and uh, I did the the EA Sports one. I'm kind of a I, I'm pro EA Sports, so they had EA uh, March Madness. With is that the last one was with Blake Griffin on the front, right? Yeah, there. I was just looking him up. There's a couple of different ones, but he was he was definitely on the cover of one. Uh, that was NCAA basketball ten. Um, and like I said, they used to call it March Madness, but, uh, it made me think that was actually, and, and I didn't even think about it until you brought it up earlier. Like that, that game actually does have a huge impact on kind of my life today, because when, when the last time I played in the reason why I really liked playing those games is because you could do kind of some full court zone traps and it was a little bit more realistic in terms of where you needed to drop, but I was North Carolina one time, and the the best recruit that I ever got was a five star, and uh, I just I just love this player, and the the name of this guy was Leon Daniel, and so now in, in every moniker and every username that that I have, I always use Leon Daniel. So this goes back to probably. Uh, EA Sports March Madness, probably like 07 or 08. And now it, it's still something that I use. And like, uh, if I was to ever change identities, or uh, I even have some friends that because it's my gamer tag will actually call me Leon. Um, that that that's a big part of big part of my life turns out. Would you ever name a kid Leon? No, we, we dropped the the in we got the in out of here. So we just we just went with the old Leo, but uh, part of a lot of people will ask me when I we say uh, that his name's Leo, they'll ask me if his middle name is Daniel. But you no, know, <laughs> just Leon Daniel. It's my it's my gamer tag. It's my username on a lot of stuff. Um, and like I said, I, I have some friends that'll call me Leon just for just for fun. But uh, no, it's NCAA basketball was a still a big part of a lot of things that I do that 2010 game with Blake Griffin on it is like my one regret ever selling a video game and I sold it uh I mean in the respect of when the game came out not too long ago um but when I sold it to GameStop or whatever it got me actually still a pretty decent chunk of change because it was the last one ever made and so like that's the one that you could get invited to other uh, two other conferences for expansion. If you're a pretty good mid-major, you get invited to those uh, Battle for Atlantis and stuff like that. Now, obviously, the Battle of Atlantis wasn't around or it wasn't as big in 2010, but you could get invi invited to what's the one in Hawaii that they always do? Maui Invitational. Yeah, that one. You can get invited to that. If you're a big school and you want to try and uh, play some scrub team. They say, no, not this year. You're just too good. So it kind of had some of those cool uh, aspects early on of the freedom of the games that we're getting to now um, that I think by now, 10 years later, I think really could have blossomed into a pretty dang cool video game. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> 
Gosh, that's where we needed Danny to fill the dead air right there. Was right there, talked about Pong a little bit. I liked that first time, like I played the 2K uh, basketball game, and I can't remember which version it was, but I was amazed because it was like almost 300 teams or something on that game. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I think my dynasty uh, with that, I always picked the, was it the Rhode Island Blackbirds or something? Like some super tiny school. And I never won a natty with them. Like we'd always get right there. We'd get to the playoffs and then we just didn't have the, we didn't have the athletes to take out the Kentuckys and the Dukes and the North Carolinas of the world. I, I do think it's interesting when, like, and this doesn't really have anything to do with specific games, but, like, there used to be a, a lot of competition in terms of who could put out a better game. Like, in, in college basketball, there's the 2K version and then the EA Sports version. And uh, in NBA, it used to be NBA Live was the EA Sports, and then you have the 2K. And now it's almost like they've they've taken this big pie and they've just divided it up, and they, they say – EA Sports, nobody's going to touch Madden. Pro uh, NFL is yours. And I know a lot of it has to do with licensing and just how much money they have to pass around, but there will never be a, co a competitor for Madden, which is good and bad because it like yeah. I know a, a lot of times that's where you would get cool features because it would be a little bit more competitive and like the 2K version would have something cool. So then that means that Madden would have to add to it. And now, like, I'm pretty sure the people at 2K and EA Sports have just decided, like, hey, Matt, uh, EA Sports, you have pro football. We'll take pro basketball. We were giving you the better, the better deal because you get the bigger sport. But don't compete with us in, in our NBA game. And it seems like because they still put out a, a good product, but there's just not much growth year to year because there's no competition for them to change it too much. That, that's a good point, Cal. I can remember back to the uh, when ESPN 2K put out that football game and you could be inside the helmet that the first two years you could have, instead of being over the shoulder, like a, a third person point of view, you're actually wearing the helmet. And I can remember having one interception in two or three years that they had the game out um, and like being so accomplished because you went from seeing everything, seeing the routes to now you're like looking out of a real helmet, but again, it's like a 2004 video game. So it's not anywhere close to what it should really look like. And I had one interception in three years of playing and I have never felt more accomplished, but at the same time, terrible that it takes that long to find out how to catch a ball out of the air. Here's something right here, okay, and this could have been a topic. Worst pieces, worst additions, like worst things to have in a football game because I would beg you to find me one person in the entire world that enjoyed or liked having the QB vision cone on Madden that one year, like where you had to have the, the receiver in this little cone and I guess the one thing that it helped with is it really put an emphasis on having a good quarterback because if you had Peyton Manning, you could see pretty much half of the field. If yeah. you were one of those guys and back in the day where you, you would just put a wide receiver at quarterback, then it was like the tiniest of slivers. 
and and now they've kind of adjusted how you can even sub so it kind of takes that aspect out of it but the the qb cone vision the worst addition and then therefore they took it away very quickly in all of in all of madden and some of that i think is like they try to be so like oh you've got to be football savvy you have to know how the blocking schemes work so that way um some of those additions like that like oh you got to know this is your first read this is your second read so that way you can work across the field it's like that's not what a lot of the gamers want they want an arcade kind of style they're not big into the simulation um and so it's funny how some of those key features that a true football junkie may really pick up on doesn't last very long for something like that but like the hit stick stayed along around for a long time because what it do it forced fumbles it looked pretty crazy on replays and stuff and you could see their their body snap back and things like that when they first uh, introduced it made well, it I fun think, to play defense too yeah you know? and I, I honestly think the hit stick was uh something that they stole from nfl blitz like in terms of the extra hard hit like i think that they never had it and then nfl blitz came and there's that button you could push that really attack the tackle and i think the hit stick was kind of born out of nfl blitz which again is why you kind of need some competition because one one game has to do something different that nobody's ever tried before and sometimes it flops and sometimes it, it, it changes the game and uh stuff like that we just kind of miss another thing i think is kind of cool is uh and it kind of goes along with that exclusiveness is where this year Major League Baseball, the show, is going to be released on Xbox as well. So that's that's a good deal for Xbox console owners who are big baseball fans, because otherwise you had like just kind of the arcade type of games and yeah. and some that weren't as like authentic looking and everything. So I think that could be kind of a, a good deal. And, and that one's interesting because 2K and the show kind of went back and forth for a while, and then magically 2K just kind of went away. Even with they could have the whole Xbox series if they really want to, but now it's just kind of those arcade style, like you were saying, Brandon, and to finally have the show dip into the Xbox after a couple of years without a, a 2K simulation-based game is, is just kind of interesting why it took them so long to, to jump ship. Yeah, I'm super excited because I've never really had a baseball game ever since I quit playing playing them on the computer when I was in high school. But uh, kind of along that lines, it, it seems like most most games can also go cross platform now, which was something that they never wanted to do. PS players only played against other PlayStation players, and now, uh, like I, I just bought the newest uh, newest Call of Duty to waste some time on. And you'll look and in your party, you'll see some guys playing on PC, some guys playing on PlayStation, some guys playing on Xbox, which I think is is the best move because then you don't really have to decide which one you want because I just flat out like the Xbox because I like the controller better. Mm -hmm. And so I would never probably change, but now I can play games with the, my friends that only play on PlayStation. No, that's... And it's at that point, is it like a financial thing or is it kind of just an ego thing? Because I, we, they probably started out as a, a financial worry, but it more or less it's just open doors since they let go of that cross branding. And now 
you can play with your friends who may have smaller hands and can't play with an Xbox controller. Yeah, I think that's probably where it started is it's like at first they're like, no, we got to we got to try to convert everybody to PlayStation. And then they're like, no, we got to con- convert everybody to Xbox. And it was just they were having that little competition. And then at some point along the way, I think they probably decided, well, hey, like half the people that work for PlayStation used to work for Xbox. Half the people who work for Xbox used to work for PlayStation we have essentially all of the exact same stuff. It's legitimately just what console you prefer to play. Like, I doubt that there's any people jumping from one to the other based on anything besides maybe what their parents buy them for the holidays. So therefore they're probably like, this is stupid. Let's just throw our hands up. They probably make more money knowing now that they're all kind of eaten from the same trough in terms mm-hmm. of, getting more people online and therefore if more people are online more people are buying the the vc points and the extra bundles and stuff like that so like i said that's kind of feels like a a relatively new change but one that i kind of like brandon as our residential tech teacher your thoughts on the old cross-platforming and things like that i think it's a good feature um the the one part and it's not really so much for the sports games but talking of the first person shooters um pc players are going to be at an advantage in those just because of how good they are how much faster you can turn your character with the quick jolt of a mouse and everything you know but uh as far as like sports games i think it's super cool and especially with like kind of the emergence of rocket league um, the game, which is kind of a cool, innovative take on a sports and, and driving game and everything. I think for games like that, it's really cool where people can play cross-platform and don't have to worry, you know, about, you know, if somebody else has the same thing as you. And then it just it lets you play more people. And then instead of just saying, hey, I was the world's best on – on PS4 Rocket League, you know, you could be like, I was the world's best at Rocket League, you know. So I think it's a good thing. Cross-platform is pretty cool. Yeah. And as we wind down, uh, Kyle, now that we've talked about some other games, do you have a game to add that other than the college basketball and, and the NBA jams take that stood out in your mind growing up? Not really. No, like I mentioned the last time, the the college football game, I think we decided it was uh, NCAA 2009 was probably the one that I put the most man hours in, but I kept it pretty basic. College football, I buy it every year. Madden now, I buy it every year, and uh, each one was pretty similar, but always just a touch better than the one before. And as we wind down here, Brandon, an extra point since I think the last two weeks I forgot and just butchered the ending. Any extra points here for you, Brandon? Well, I tell you what, I always complain about it if we uh, if we don't mention them, but I don't have one this week. I hope uh, everybody has a good week. Thanks for listening and everything. This is fun talking about some of those old old sports video games, and now I might stay up a little bit later tonight and play a little Tecmo Super Bowl. I just have one and it kind of goes back to our conversation about just 
fun games, fun sports games that we used to play. And before we leave, I just want to throw out one name and I want you guys to let me know if you know exactly who I'm talking about. Pablo Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Well, that's who I assume the last baseball game you were referring to on the old computer was uh, backyard baseball. Backyard baseball, backyard football. I always love those games because you like, I don't know anymore. Like, I, I coach girls basketball and they absolutely refuse to pick teams because they really don't want to make anybody feel bad. They don't want to hurt anybody's feeling. But all the backyard football and baseball games, you just, you got to pick your teams and you could go with speed. You could go with the big guys and all those backyard games were, were always fun. And Pablo Sanchez is a character on those games. Top notch. Always, always one of the first two or three picks. He's almost like an American folk hero, isn't he? Off those games. Yeah. Backwards cap t-shirt. Always a good time. Kyle, an extra point. I mean, yeah, you kind of, yeah, that was my extra point. Pablo Sanchez, shot one out, pour one out for Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> All right, as always, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Uh, reach out on Twitter. What video games that are sports-related, because this is a sports-related podcast, ladies and gentlemen, what sports video games were you rocking growing up that, that maybe we didn't mention, that maybe we forgot about? Um, what was, like Kyle said, what was your least favorite Madden edition or your favorite Madden edition? Well, what are those hidden gems that we haven't talked about? And as always, sing second.